the WannaCry ransomware cyber attack mostly contained, but the threats do remain on more things like this. We also have the Rop Him, a romper for men that apparently people really want to pay for. And of course, the breaking news from late last night, and which has people puzzled by the actual competency of our president on Donald Trump. Uh, releasing highly classified information to the Russians during that visit from last week that we weren't supposed to know about, that we apparently weren't supposed to know about. Those and more are things that we chatted about yesterday, plus the first tweet of today, and we'll get to that in just a bit for the Daily Recap podcast from ThisIsTheConversation.com, and today happens to be the 16th of May, 2017. Welcome to the podcast. This is the Daily Recap Podcast from ThisIsTheConversation.com, where we have what we believe are the best conversations with the best people out there getting their opinions on the stories that really matter. Sometimes we get stuck on the same big stories that the breaking news cycle just sort of throws at us because they are pretty big. And sometimes we go for the not-so-breaking news. Sometimes we go into the really silly and obscure because... They're really cool things to talk about. My name is Jay Cleveland Payne, the moderator at ThisIsTheConversation.com. Once again, and I do this a lot in this podcast. Thank you so much for being a part of all our conversations. Stop by the website this week so you can check in on our sponsor for the week. That is Cloud9 Living. If you've been wanting to tick off a couple things in your bucket list, they have the package for you. You want to drive a race car. You want to live the luxurious life. You want to do something really, really crazy. You want to jump out of things. They have packages that are very safe and very easy for you to check out. So check it out at our website. This is a conversation.com slash cloud nine. That's cloud nine. And see if this is the thing for you. Now, of course, you can follow all our conversations online and social media on Twitter. Find us at TH underscore conversation. Find us on Facebook at this is the conversation. And of course, our website is this is a conversation.com. Other great goodies at the website as well. So let's go through the things we chatted about on the 15th of May, starting off with our first tweet of that morning. Being the actor Powers Booth and his death at the age of 68, dying a few days ago uh, in his sleep, uh, but um, the news just getting out now a few days out into the world. That's how these things work with publicity and all that whatnot. Meanwhile, we also had Toyota, which hopes to put out real flying cars, and we have a lot of flying car news recently, but Toyota hopes to put out some flying cars and real ones uh, by the 2020 Olympics. So if you're looking at your watch uh, or the calendar, you see that right now it is 2017. That's three years away, essentially. We'll see if Toyota has flying cars to help drive around the venues for that Olympic Games. Avril Lavigne, the um, pop star whose big hit was, of course, complicated. A couple other things popped out um, with you, and um, that's pretty much all I can think of. But there's a fan theory that Miss Lavigne was actually uh, died, actually died uh, many years ago, and was replaced by a double, a clone, if you will, and her name happened to be Melissa. Now, why do fans have theories? Because they're fans, and sometimes they are really fanatical. They really are crazy. But that's been a big thing that's been pushed around lately because the new Avril Lavigne doesn't quite look like Avril Lavigne, just like, you know, how Kenny Rogers got his plexus surgery and no longer looked like Kenny Rogers. And then Meg Ryan showed up to places and no one could tell who, what she was. And Jennifer Grey, really big one. Jennifer Grey got a nose job and then no one believed that she was actually Jennifer Grey from Dirty Dancing because she didn't have the nose. Well, maybe whoever. It's a fan theory that Avril Lavigne has been replaced by a clone and she actually died many years ago. You are free to judge or believe what you want to. 
Now, we talked about the WannaCry ransomware cyber attack. This was not, quote, a virus, but a hole in the security systems for Microsoft uh, Windows products. Basically, everything all the way back to Windows uh, 3.11, I'm sure, but nobody really cares about that. Windows XP was as far back as the Microsoft people went to go patch it, and that might have been an issue for people having to patch XP, but a lot of your lower-level machines, such as ATMs and cash registers, they may run on something like Windows XP still. And oddly enough, we have some computers in my office uh, at the day job for the radio station that, because of old software, have to run Windows XP, and that had to be taken care of as well. Well, the ransomware cyber attack is essentially over. The fix, someone looked into the code, saw that what it was attacking was uh, a, well, well, here's what happened. It was looking for someone to buy a, a domain. There's a dummy domain out there, a fake domain name, that if that domain name was not claimed, if you go there and it bounces back, then the ransomware would attack. So essentially to stop the ransomware, he went and registered a domain name, domain name, and now when the virus goes looking for it, uh, it sees that domain is real, and so it stops the attack. 150 countries were hit total from this big attack. It was like 75 before the weekend, but from come Monday, when new people cut on their computers, uh, that raised up to about 100, 150 different countries dealing with that malware issue. Big news for NFL football fans, or maybe not so big news if you're a fan of the guys calling the game, because there will be a lady in the booth for week one Monday Night Football game for ESPN. ESPN will have two games, of course, for Monday Night Football. In the big kickoff week, they have uh, a couple extra games with the Thursday games and the two games on Monday. One of the games will be called by Beth Mowens and Rex Ryan. Now, the big team, of course, from now on, at least for Monday Night Football is concerned, is Sean McDonald and John Gruden with, of course, Mike Trico leaving ABC, ESPN, Disney for NBC last summer to start off with the Olympics. Now, this is going to be a big deal for people who don't like the women talking up the men's football and basketball and baseball and whatnot. There are still some staunch non-supporters of women doing the color commentary, and this is a big case where this isn't a person just sitting on the sidelines. This is a person that's actually calling the game. Beth Mowens is officially listed as the play-by-play woman and that means Rex Ryan, because I don't think we want him doing play by play, is your color guy doing the info and doing kind of the insights what's happening. So you'll get a chance to see how this plays out on Monday Night Football Week 1 as they will host uh, the early game, I'm sure. Syria is accused of building a crematorium at a prison to dispose of bodies after executions. Now, let's back it up from the end and go forward. Syria is apparently filling out executions of prisoners. Number one. Number two, to get away with doing it, they built a crematorium in a prison so they can essentially destroy the evidence on site. They are essentially throwing people in the ovens and cremating them on site so that they don't have to deal with any other issues. This adds on top of every other thing that Syria is doing. If you don't think Bashar al-Assad is a uh, bad guy, then there's probably something really wrong with you. If you think his methods are really working in a trying to squell a rebellion, then there's probably something really wrong with you. And if you don't think we have an issue in Syria where the ISIS thing or the Ashad thing is an issue on who takes over if the rebels don't take charge and, of course, establish a fairly decent uh, democracy or at least fairly decent government, hopefully something democratic, then there's probably something wrong with you. Now, let's go back to ESPN. They are uh, planning some major reinventions to Sports Center shows. Now, why are they doing this? 
Well, number one, they fired a lot of personalities. They fired over 100 different personalities over the last um, month or so, uh, clearing the decks of people, dead weight in old contracts, and trying to get some of the money they can take off the books to help save the billions of dollars that ESPN is losing for Disney. ESPN essentially the only non-moneymaker for the Disney properties. And now that they're light of some personalities and some voices, they're going to do some things and be pretty creative. They're going to do a lot of things to focus on quick hits and digital. Uh, they're going to do some personality-based sports centers, essentially uh, putting a regular cast of people in those roles, going way back to the days of when Dan Patrick and Keith Urban are essentially the first sports centers anchor personalities, and even pulling the memory of Stuart Scott for the things he did being larger than life on the air, even though at the time his producers and his bosses weren't all that keen on all the booyah stuff. So you'll see various teams of people all slated to make things work as a personality. Some of your favorite people would put in special positions so they can be more of a emeritus uh, interim and uh, kind of give opinion on various things. And what you're going to see is a lot of shorts, a lot of digitals, a lot of one-minute, two-minute updates that will be quickly updated that somebody can watch on their phone and go, still in the Sports Center vein, but not with a full Sports Center bloat. We'll see if this will help ESPN pull itself out of its issues. Okay, so this came down middle of the day yesterday, and it turned into a firestorm late overnight, and this morning gets even worse. We'll talk about the morning stuff. We'll kind of dig into it. But here comes the report from the Washington Post. They revealed that Trump revealed highly classified information to the Russians during their visit last week. Now, we have to really dig into this one to kind of parse it out. Last week, the day after Donald Trump fired uh, FBI Director um, Comey, Donald Trump had a meeting that was on the books with a Russian ambassador. It didn't really disclose that it was that one of the ambassadors and the people in that delegation were linked to the whole Russian scandal that he's dealing with with this former NSA director uh, with all that stuff. In fact, we knew it was there because it was on the calendar. We didn't really know what went on except for the Russian photographer, the ambassador's personal photographer, who then released the photos on an international news site, which allowed the news internationally to know who was in the room. From there, we learned that uh, some of the uh, discussions back and forth included some information about locations where in Syria where there's uh, issues about aircraft safety. Now, why is that a problem? Because the information given was based on what's called code word, uh, uh, code word uh, basically back stuff. It was all in code. If it was basically information given from an inside source who they were trying to protect and knowing the Russians and knowing the Syrians, giving them the information from whereabouts it sort of came from, well, it probably allowed them to go backwards and figure out who gave the information and maybe eliminate those people or turn them to their side. In fact, a lot of people in the commentary from last night said, you know, if the Russians had this for a week, that person who gave us this information is probably gone. This was intelligence that was gathered by some other nation, some other agent that was shared to us by the U.S., and then the U.S., being the president, shared it with the Russians, and well, who knows what's going to come about with that. Now, what's turned around this morning is a complete storm of tweets by the president who basically says he has the right to do that, which is true. A lot of commentaries last night spoke to the fact that any other person who did this inadvertently or on purpose would be fired or be accused of treason. The president has the right to declassify anything at basically as soon as he feels like it. 
The problem is that he did classify something that shouldn't have been misclassified, that was very, very crucial, very urgent, and the nature of who he gave it to, i.e. the Russians. So that's the big Twitter storm for the morning, distracting us from other big issues because this is the big thing we can only focus on because that's how the news works. Now, this is a story I saw earlier in the day, but because of the Trump story, I pushed it back to later in the evening about the romp him, R-O-M-P-H-I-M. It is a romper, just like your kids wear, except it's made for grown men, and it looks like a romper, except it's worn by grown men. They just completed a successful Kickstarter campaign, so if you want to get one, go ahead and jump in on that thing before they go out on retail, because then, you go, of course, you know, you pay full price, blah, blah, blah. You won't get the special deals, which I'm not sure what deals you get for wearing a romper or why, but there's, there's that. And the, f- the first tweet of the day is that the investigation claims of DNC staffer Seth Rich, um, who was murdered in a neighborhood that apparently had not had a murder in 10 years, uh, and they get, or is being told to, uh, well, police are being told to stand down on the investigation of the murder. Now, the issue back and forth was whether, uh, whether he was a staffer that had links to WikiLinks, and he was essentially the source to all the DNC troubles during the elections. Of course, right after we had the big leak stuff, uh, we had people in the Democratic Party saying that the leaks should be dealt with and then a guy the Democrats suspected of leaking was dealt with. We'll see whether this gets any real play. The story I found as a trending topic on Twitter, and the link to the story I have goes to the UK Daily Mail. So they tend to not jump on to everything we get stuck on the breaking news all day stuff. They tend to drop a couple other things here and there. But they also tend to drop a couple things that are more rumor than uh, actual story because they can talk about the Americans like that over there because that's what they do. And those are the stories we worked on uh, from yesterday to early this morning. Today is the 16th, of course, of May 2017. Thank you so much for joining us on This is a Conversations podcast. I thank you a lot here, so apologize if it gets really tedious with all the things, but we really can't do this show or the website or all the stuff we do without you. So make sure you sell it. Tell us how well we're doing. Uh, leave some comments for the podcast, and, of course, find us and comment with us on the topics we toss out there. Social media, find us on Twitter at TH underscore conversation. On Facebook, this is the conversation and our website, the main website, the main home for all the conversations. This is the conversation.com. Of course, thanks to our sponsor this week, Cloud9 Living. They will help you out with some great stuff to get that, tick that thing off your bucket list and for a pretty good price. And if you go right now, they have uh, gift certificates that you can just send to someone to find their own adventure. And we have a deal for 10% off all gift certificates. Go to thisisaconversation.com and click on sponsors for all the information on all our big sponsors and this week's great sponsor, which is Cloud9 Living. Once again, thank you, thank you, thank you for being a part of the podcast and part of the conversation. Stay with us for more great conversations throughout the social media, the website, and, of course, on this podcast for the Daily Recap Podcast from thisisaconversation.com. 